Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When it comes to the world of soccer, we've got you covered. This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome in an Atlanta Soccer Tonight special. Atlanta United heads up I-85 to Charlotte. The match is on Apple TV's MLS season pass. And you know this gentleman who is on the call, Taylor Twelman, taking some time with me today. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. You do know now 80% of your listeners are going to tune out now that you introduced me. You should have waited till like the end. Mm, fair enough. You I know don't what think I mean? it's that Jake, high of a like, percentage? Yeah, it's kind of a high percentage, but I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm Atlanta's favorite over the last 12 months, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I enjoyed your call in St. Louis last mm-hmm. week. Um, the experience was amazing. It came through great on, on TV, watching it back here. Just what was that like for you being in St. Louis for that game? Buddy, it's a bucket list for me. Um, you can do World Cups. You can do Euros. You can do World Cup qualifiers. You can do all those things. And those are some of the memories that I'll have the rest of my life. But on one hand, St. Louis is going to be on there. I just think emotionally, take myself out of the equation just for the city. I mean, you're talking 70 plus years of emotion coming out in that building in that moment in that just atmosphere in the buildup leading to that um you're talking top three or four moments in my professional career and it's one of those things i'll never forget yeah it's just an amazing experience i mean i know how i felt being an atlanta guy being at home for the first game you know it felt like an american soccer homecoming in a lot of ways in st louis it did uh you, you know what's interesting jason is that so many people have always talked about the growth of the, of the sport in our country. And there's always with, well, yeah, but we know what St. Louis does. We know what it means to St. Louis, even Portland Timbers fans that call themselves soccer city USA would always say, yeah, but there's St. Louis, Missouri. You know what I mean? So it, it's always been one of those conversations when you talk about soccer in this country since the 1950s, well, St. Louis, Missouri loves it. St. Louis, Missouri cherishes it. They develop it. Uh, and they really represent the country for what they love about the sport. They've just never had the ability to showcase that. And thankfully for the Taylor family, they built that $400 million stadium to now bring everyone together. Um, I mean, we've all seen the photos. For those of you listening, if you haven't, you can go to my Instagram or Twitter feed. There's a picture of it. Just the drone photo with everyone holding it up with the arch in the background, the lights on. You know, 30 some odd thousand people in the city that night outside the stadium. 
again, Jason, I think 10 years from now, I think there's going to be about 750,000 that said they were there, but it, it was one of those cool moments. For you, this has been a big year, not just with St. Louis coming into the league, but the move to Apple TV and MLS season pass. And you didn't get the El Trafico game week one. This was the debut for you. Just what has the transition been like? Uh, it's been one that I really haven't thought a lot about because it's my passion. It's my love. You know, I, I, I love this league. I love this sport. Um, and I just want to be a part of it when 2026 comes around, because I think it's going to be a rocket ship to the moon on so many different levels. I was so wrong with what Atlanta would be as a soccer city. I will admit that till I die because <laughs> Honestly, Jason, it's one of those great moments that I pinch myself every single time I'm in Atlanta. You're talking to me right now. I'm in Charlotte, and there's going to be 35,000-plus people in Charlotte, North Carolina, for a soccer game between Atlanta and Charlotte. I want to be a part of it. So it was not an easy decision because I had worked so hard in trying to get out of soccer and represent soccer and other shows and other sports, and I did a good job of doing that, but, man, when push came to shove and me saying, wait a minute, I'm not going to be a part of that or I'm not going to do that as much. Um, like I said at the beginning, I, it wasn't that, you know, it, I don't think about it that much because I'm doing what I love. Exactly. No, I, I can absolutely relate. I uh, do a lot of that here at 929 The Game as well. Hopping on other shows. You feel like you're you're carrying the banner a little bit for soccer and you want to get back to the game. So that's what you love. And, and Jason, more people are understanding what we're talking about. If yeah. you would have asked me this 10 years ago, buddy, I would have to probably work a little bit harder in Atlanta, in Charlotte, in Cincinnati, in Austin, in Nashville to try to articulate and explain the sport. I don't have to anymore. The exposure to this exponential over the last 10 years. And I think it's made this jump job a little bit more fun for me. Yeah, now we're getting deeper into it, and let's let's do that with Atlanta and Charlotte because I think there's a lot of interesting questions on both sides. You saw Charlotte last week, really different kind of opponent, St. Louis versus Atlanta, but what do you think Charlotte takes from that and improves on in week three? They've got to find a way to get their front three more involved. I mean, the goal they scored against St. Louis City, all three designated players had a part in it, great finish from Capetti, wonderful ball in, from Swiderski and Yoshviak made the long runs open up the game. So I, I just, when I watch Charlotte, I like their roster. I like the balance of the roster. I like some of the, um, I would say, upsides of players. Melanda made a big mistake last week, but I'm telling you right now, every scout in the world in the top five at being scouted and looked at, I think he's going to be moved on at some point because he's just a different type of player. But Charlotte plays they lack something when they get 35 yards in it. And they've got to find a way to be a little bit more, I think, nuanced, a little bit more proactive in the final third at getting their front three involved. And one of those is Josviak. He's got one goal in his last 31 months as a professional player. As a designated player, quite frankly, any player in any professional league, that's not going to get the job done. What do you think of Westwood wearing the captain's armband, coming like in, kind of giving them some strength in that midfield? Jason, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I think he's got real leadership quality. He's been around the block. He loves coming here. Ironically, off the field, he's one of the biggest recruiters right now. When I talk to Premier League people and scouts, mm -hmm. a lot of players are asking questions of Westwood. What's it like? And, and, and he's, you know, he's not sugarcoating it. 
And a lot of people, I'm telling you, Jason, a lot of players that would surprise the heck out of your listeners are now very curious about MLS that are playing in the Premier League because a guy like Ashley Westwood's come over here and saying, guys, this is way different than what we're being told in England. This is way different. It's for the better. Uh, I think he's good. I think he's a good two-way player. I don't think he's a creative player as a 10. I think he's more of a deep-line playmaker, but I think he's got some real leadership and ability to spread the ball all over the field. I think he's going to be one of those key signings in 2023 when it's all said and done. And I loved your comparison of Copetti to Tati Castellanos. It just it feels like almost a mirror image of where Tati was when he came into the league. Yeah, Jason, honestly, it, listen, Tati may be a little bit more technical. We don't know yeah, enough I'm with Copetti you. yet. But the same attitude, the same energy, the feistiness, every defender playing against him looks like they hate him in two seconds into <laughs> the game, which is quite honestly the best compliment for a center forward. It's yes. also probably why, Jason, I have no friends from my playing career. But the point <laughs> being, um, the, the, the true point is I watched Capetti and I listened to Christian Latanzio talk about him. And right away, I was like, oh, my God, it is a mirror image. Now, is he going to score 20 plus goals? I don't know. That goal he scored against St. Louis, that's a real goal scorer's goal because that was a lot more difficult than he made it look. I think Capetti could be something else. I think they've got to figure out where Swiderski plays and how he fits with Capetti. And if they do that, I think goals will come for Charlotte. So we'll see what Charlotte's lineup looks like tomorrow. I'm not sure of a couple of those things. Swiderski's positioning is a big one. For Atlanta, you know, we're, we've got some questions now with Mateus Hosechu injured. Not sure if he's going to be available for this one as we're talking now. You know, what have you seen out of Atlanta in the first two games? Um, a little bit more of the old Atlanta in the sense that they're on the front foot. They've created more chances than anyone in MLS. Now, I know the Atlanta fans going to shrug their shoulders and say, well, yeah, but we did that last year. And I think there's a little bit of a concern that they haven't scored more goals. Um, listen, I, I, I'm on the record. I'll stay on the record. Moving Moreno only helps Almada and it only helps Atlanta. It just is. Atlanta fans did not like my opinion of Moreno last year. They may not like my opinion of Moreno. Now he was an enigma. When I watched the players around him play with him, they always looked befuddled. They always looked like they were wanting it at different times. Yes. His stat sheet looked okay, fairly good and strong. But Joseph Martinez and other players, it it wasn't fluid. The way Atlanta United need to be, and I still think, Jason, that's a question mark in 2023, is when they get to the final 25 yards, is it fluid? If it's not, they got to find a way then to have some good patterns of play and whatnot. So I still think the jury's out. I love uh, the new designated player. I think you – how do you say? Yakomakis. There you Um, go. Yeah. I think he's been he's gonna be uh the right complement to this team because they've got pace in both wing areas and so now you got a reference point to play off of them. I think Atlanta United's gonna be good uh as long as Miles Robinson stays healthy and plays through this year. And I also like the fact that I know Atlanta United fans may not want to hear it. I think Gonzalo Pineda's coaching for his job. Uh I I, I do believe so. And whenever you get that. I think you get a little sense of urgency and a feeling of jeopardy on the line. I, I expect good things from Atlanta United this year. I want to ask you about a player that, you know, we, we're going to talk about Yakimakis and Almada and guys like that a lot. 
player who started the first two games and is really keeping a big signing off the field right now in Derek Etienne is Caleb Wiley. What have you thought of Wiley as you've seen him develop? He's still a teenager. Yeah, I well, listen, Gutman behind him allows Wiley to play to his strengths. And I said this for the six or seven games last year. Caleb Wiley looked very comfortable going forward last year. He looked very exciting. He looked into it. He looked competent. He looked comfortable and instinctual. He wasn't thinking about it. He's a young player. Now, defensive positioning, trying to figure out when and where to go as a left back or a wing back, that's a little bit more difficult. Now with Gutman behind him, Jason, it kind of helps him. And so he looks the part. I think his final ball could get a little bit better, but that comes with experience. That comes with repetition. And I think this year you're going to see the better final product than what you saw last year. And I get why Pineda's playing him there. I get it. Naturally left-footed. The instincts are there. It allows Gutman naturally left-footed to then play off of that. And very few teams have that. I understand the combination, but I also understand that Derek Ntn is going to have something to say when this is all said and done. Yeah, the competition for playing spots is going to get interesting as the year goes on here in Atlanta. What do you think this game turns on tomorrow? Uh, I think transition moments. I, I just think St. Louis showed you against Charlotte, if you turn them over and get into spaces quickly, you can find opportunities. I understand all three goals were against the run of play, so to speak, are odd goals. But Cisniega also had to make two wonderful saves, if not three saves, against St. Louis City on the counter. I think that's where it's very interesting. I think Atlanta United will create chances, but what quality are those chances, Jason? That's going to be the biggest question mark for this team. If it's 10 chances, but eight of them are from 20 yards out, I don't know, man. I think there's a real good debate to be had there. So I think the game in transition is where this game's going to be. The weather's going to be gorgeous. The field is going to be turf. Both teams are used to playing on the surface. I think you get yourself one of these really good games, but Charlotte's got a little pressure on them to get three points at home. They haven't done so in the first two games. I think this game's going to be one in transition. Taylor Twelman of Apple TV, MLS Season Pass, hanging out with me on an Atlanta Soccer Tonight special. Taylor, I want to take a couple a minute with you to jump around the league just a little bit, and I want to start with something that happened in the game Atlanta and Toronto. We saw Jonathan Osorio go down, play was stopped with the potential head injury. Luckily, Osorio's okay. We know what happened with him last season. Where do you feel like the league and and maybe FIFA as a whole is on dealing with concussions? Is it improved or is there still a lot of room to grow? A lot of room to grow. Has it improved from when I played? Sure. Absolutely. I'm not going to be ignorant enough to know that in 2008, what happened to me probably wouldn't happen now. But notice the word I used, probably, because I still see instances where I'm like, how are we still doing this in 2023? That's not an MLS thing. That is a sport thing in general. I'm on the record. I'll stay on the record. I think MLS and U.S. soccer does not need FIFA. They do not need FIFA for this. They do. They do not need FIFA to make the real change. And what I mean by that is this, Jason. The World Cup is coming here in 2026. If IFAB and FIFA don't want to do the concussion sub, do it on your own. Be Literally set the standard by how this should be treated. Is it going to be perfect at the beginning? The answer is no. But you're going to evolve. You're going to start the conversation of, wait a minute, how can we do this? How can we do that? Where can we improve? 
but just do it. Don't wait for them because FIFA has shown the propensity to sit on their hands, to not care about anything with regards to the welfare of the player, both male and female. And I think U.S. soccer and Major League Soccer and NWSL, they could be the trendsetters. They could change this for the better. I think we could do it in two seconds in this country because I think the conversation like you're having and everyone else, people will be receptive to it. There's going to be no negative naysayers regarding any of this. Jason, I'm honestly surprised you're asking me this in March of 2023 because I thought it would have been done by now, and I'm a little surprised it hasn't. And I'm asking anyone that wants to listen to me anymore from MLS and U.S. Soccer and NWSL, just do it. Don't wait for FIFA. Don't wait for IFAB. They're going to end up following you. And when the World Cup comes here, that could be known as the World Cup where change was made for the better. And what a great opportunity to do that in your own backyard. Yeah, I'm with you. I I had my work life disrupted by a concussion about a decade ago. I'm really sensitive to it. And thank you, first off, for everything you do to bring light to it, because it has changed the conversation. When we talk about it, I see people's reactions different now than they were five years ago. Yeah. And Jason, that's just, that's, it's like smoking. It's no different when, like when, when the world finally found out that smoking probably causes cancer, (laughs) people still smoke. But now you 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 educate and you bring awareness and better decisions are made. That's what we've been doing with my foundation, education and awareness, because you just hit the nail on the head, no pun intended, that <laughs> honestly, people aren't as negative about it. And you live in SEC, college football, American football. Don't worry about this anymore. Yeah, it's the the narrative has changed, thankfully, and and you and and many others have have been involved in this. And again, thank you for doing what you do. I want to ask you about favorites around the league as we go. Um, LAFC big win in CCL last night on the road. They've got one game under their belt. They missed that opener on, on week one. Philadelphia was the favorite in the East. They go to Miami and lose. Are you still feeling like it's the top two teams, LAFC and Philadelphia, or has yeah, anybody I- else jumped out? That's a good question, Jason, because honestly, if you look at the last five years, we've had four different teams win Supporter Shields, LAFC winning two of those, and we've had five different MLS Cup champions. So I, I, I this league's built on parity. This league is built on, you know, expect the unexpected. I think LAFC still is going to have something to say, and I think they're uh, – from top to bottom, their methodology of every six months making sure they're making their team better while also improving their business and selling players, I think it works. It does. Now, at some point, they're going to make a move that doesn't pan out. But even Gareth Bale did absolutely nothing the whole year. And then in the final, he's called upon and scored a goal in the MLS Cup Finals. So uh, I like Philly. I don't think they're deep enough for this run. I know Jim Curtin wants to play his strong lineup every single game. And you just can, if you're going to play 55 plus games, if Atlanta is healthy, if Toronto turns it around, if new England, you know, there's a lot Seattle, I think has a chip on their shoulder because they don't have to worry about some of the extracurricular stuff this year. I just think there's going to be other teams to say that, but I will answer your question. I think it's LAFC and everyone's chasing them because that performance they had in CONCACAF champions league tells you, it's early in the season, and yet they're firing on all cylinders. Yeah, just loving where this league is right now. There's so much more to come, and what you're doing with Apple TV, MLS Season Pass, huge part of it. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. 
Jason, what you guys are doing at 92.9 is awesome. I love it. And let's keep like fostering the hate for me. I like it a little bit. <laughs> we're, we're here. Okay. You can be the bad guy here. That's okay. We're here to make you a heel. I like being the bad guy, Jason. It's way more fun. <laughs> Thanks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.